Coding Masters is brought to you by Uncle Dave's Taint Cream, Uncle Dave's Taint Cream, Uncle Dave's Taint Cream dot com, and Aunt Clutie's Personal Pudding Place. Come on down to Aunt Clutie's Personal Pudding Place and get all the pudding you need. Is it time? Yes. Is it time? Okay then. Yes. Uh, welcome, as it were, to another edition. Pudding Masters. I'm your humble host, Gerald Blancmange, and this being the second season, the second episode, we're glad that you joined us today. Certainly, we've we've sailed the seas of puddings, old and new, festive and plain savory and sweet and today we continue our journey of the most curious sort even deeper into the realm of pudding I sat contemplative the other day as I came across some suet that I had in the cabinet that I'd forgotten over the holiday festive period and I said well I'm going to shred this suet and see what happens. So I shredded my suet, and there's a certain warmth that comes from shredding suet in a cheese grater, as it were. And I said, well, what can I do with this besides put it on a pizza? <laughs> suet on a pizza, I don't know. But anyway, I thought, oh, you know, my great aunt had a recipe for jam roly-poly that we loved as children, so... I took that shredded suet and I made a little dough with some self-raising flour and a pinch of salt, maybe an egg, I don't know, something like that. I rolled it out and I got some preserves, my favorite raspberry jam that came from a gift pack that my cousin had given to me over Christmas. And I said, well, what better use for a raspberry jam than a jam roly-poly? So I made... A roly-poly, jam roly-poly, one of my favorite puddings of yore. And I thought that would be a great way to start off. Pudding Masters! Masters! Masters. And yes, as I ate my jam roly-poly, I thought, yes, we shall start off with that. And as we descend into the bowels of the halls of pudding, into the open air, basement as it were, where birds chirp and rivers flow, like fine wine down to the sea, I shall start this episode off, as I do every time, with great, great apologies to poets of yore. And tonight... I shall apologize to the bard himself, Sir Robert Frost again, as I take the knives to his classic, stopping by pudding on a snowy evening, here on Pudding Masters! Masters! Masters. Whose puddings these are, I think I know. 
His house is in the village, though. He will not see me spooning here to watch my puddings fill up my bowl. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a pudding house near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest pudding of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if more pudding I shall make. The only other sounds the sweep of jam roly-poly and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have sticky toffees to keep and bowls to go before I sleep and bowls to go before I sleep. <laughs> a million apologies to Robert Frost. <laughs> and now let us shed the formalities and relax a bit in the lounges the pudding halls and invite our friends to join in a bowl of pudding together and as usual I'd like to invite a friend or maybe two into the pudding halls this eve and say, ah, yes, Professor Maguire, are you there to join us? Gerald Blancmange, wonderful to share with you on this winter's evening. Season 2, Episode 2 of Pudding Masters. I have more updates than I can give you in the time allotted for this program. I can tell you that the jam roly-poly written by a person, and this is off of memory, I believe his name was Alexis Sawyer in the year 1849. History, modern culture and civilization, with variations, all know. Holy. Brilliant. Mr. Blancmange. Brilliant. And always a pleasure to see you, Professor Maguire, here as you take a quick break from what is no doubt an intense round of studies, wherever you may be teaching. Indeed. And thankfully, we've got somebody else here this evening and hopefully come back for another episode. We met her last week on season two, episode one. And that is Pip, the pudding librarian. Welcome back, Pip. Thank you. Thank you. Pip. Good evening. Pip, happy new year. Thank you. Many happy returns. And I, I'm sure you've been busy at your library. And welcome back. been busy in the stacks. Very busy this time. Very busy indeed. We've been getting ready for the Jubilee of the Queen, as you may have heard. This oh. year, we will be celebrating in the springtime. Brilliant. A Jubilee and, uh, indeed. Yes, yes. Hundreds and hundreds of years she's been Queen. It seems indeed. so. It seems so. 
Well, welcome back. And, and what Thank what you. will you be doing to celebrate this jubilee? Well, I was I was talking with Wills and Catherine today, and uh, they asked what was historically the best dessert for a good party, and I said, well, let's go look at the books, and we've found some pictures um, in the in the historical in in the archives and found of course the queen's favorite dessert that was served at the wedding of queen elizabeth ii then princess um and prince philip and uh we will be talking about the bomb glacé royale and, and that, that leads us this. into so, a brand new segment here on pudding masters on pudding masters, masters. And Pip would like to regale us with a a new segment we call Pip's Pudding Points. Yeah, take it away, Pip. I must say, when you look at the glass, the bomb glass, it looks so complicated, but it really, it can be done so easily in just a matter of three or four days. So you must plan ahead. And everybody has a pudding mold. Do you remember your pudding mold when you make your Christmas pudding? The oh, pudding lovely. Bowl. Yes. And if you don't have ice cream, if you don't have a bomb, bomb mold, which is like a, a thin brass, it, it looks like a half of a grenade. If you don't have that, then you'll use your pudding mold. Hopefully not the explosive half. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not use it from the wall. Those those are done from not from the wall use. And then um, you can either make your own mint ice cream. I, mint ice cream is a favorite of the queen. If you if I think I find that truly odd, but I do enjoy a mint chocolate chip. Lovely. Lovely. So then if you do make it, it'll take a little bit longer or you just pop down to the shop and uh, <laughs> put thought out and put it in the mold. And after it's in the mold, just put it in the mold for a day. So it gets a nice, you know, half circle. Mm. Once it's done, once it's done in a circle, then you'll, on the bottom, cut, cut just a little bit out. Well, actually, no. If the more chocolate you like, the more you'll cut out, because then you're going to put chocolate in the inside of the ice cream. Oh, no. And then you put the chocolate back, or then you put the ice cream back on top of the chocolate, so it's hidden, so that it will explode in a surprise. It'll be just explosive in surprise. Mm. And, and then let's freeze it again, just to make sure everything's solid. Now, when it's time to serve it, you pop it back, you pop it out. Mm pop it out of the mold and put it on a small sponge. Just a little brown sponge so it doesn't slide off the silver tray. I've never it's heard of such a off. thing. If you put it on a sponge cake, if, if you don't put it on a sponge cake and say you were serving it to the president of another country and you had ice cream all over the lap of the first lady, that would be quite embarrassing. I couldn't even imagine. Treason. Treason. You'd send them right, right, right to the graves. Okay. Indeed. So then after you pop it out, you then put some fresh cream around the bottom. And it, it looks quite nice. So you have a big giant 
in half circle and then you put the, the cream around it and then you get some nice chocolate bitmints and those are the nice she loves the queen loves her chocolate but it's very very dark chocolate with a mint flavor and a chocolate and then you put um some just a little bit of more cream around and very important to mark where the servings are so the fat guy next to you doesn't take more than you oh, <laughs> My goodness, gets, indeed. I know. Everybody gets the same unless you've got somebody who doesn't like chocolate and mints. So everybody will get to kind of serve off the middle. And then when you carve in, the chocolate explodes out and goes everywhere. Oh. Shavings of chocolate. It's just beautiful. That's so exciting. The bomb like a bomb b-o-m-b e e of course and then glace g-l-a c glace i guess it's the french it's the french yes e-e and then you put the little thingy for the first e and then royale r-o-y-a-l-e the inspiration that i feel must be shared by members and pudding masters everywhere. Oh, good, good, good. I, 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 I applaud thee with the spoon, my pudding spoon raised and back into my cup. Brilliant. Oh, oh. Brilliant. Too kind, too kind, too kind, you're too kind. Open a bottle of rosé, sit down with a bomb glacé. And go to town. Yes. Oh my. Oh. Oh, my intentions. My intentions exactly, Gerald. Pip. Yes. It, it, this bomb yes. dessert. And uh, yes. was it, was this something concocted by her, her, the queen herself, or was it some sort of royal chef? I mean, how does it come about that this becomes the queen's? favorite dessert. I mean, she must have access to every dessert on earth, as it were. Well, I think that the the bomb was invented many years before her. Um, I don't know if it dates back before Victoria, but, uh, you know, it's very, it was probably very difficult to keep things cold. So I'm not quite sure the original origin, but the queen does quite love dark chocolate mint. So I'm not sure if this was created specifically for her for her wedding. But this was a, a, a lot of people make it fruity, but she since she likes the mint and the chocolate, this was specifically for her. Ah, yes. And just like she has, I believe she has her own whiskey that's only made for her as well. It must be good gin, to be gin, queen. Oh. It's, it's gin on, they make the gin on the premises and you can buy it in England. It's not very expensive, but you cannot get it outside the country. Ah. It's such a shame. It might be Fabulous. worth, it might be worth a trip over there just to see. I know, I'd quite <laughs> Well, that is very delicious. I mean, whether it's, it, it, you contemplate spumoni or if you do bomb glacé, depending on what part of Europe you're in. Yes, a chocolate mint ice cream pudding. 
known as Bomb Glacé. And, and, and Professor Maguire, you know a lot about the chocolate industry and how it becomes pudding. And, and thank you, Pip, for Pip's Pudding Points celebrating the Queen's favorite dessert. Oh, well. I know Gerard Blancmange that in the early 1920s, with the advent of the refrigeration, was one of the first, and this is from memory, one of the first recognized Bombay Glacis Grande or Royale. And it is very new, and that the Queen enjoys it is inspirational to me. Thank you, Pip. Thank you're you quite much. welcome. You're so welcome. Ah, yes. I, I, I need this, this metal this metal sort of bomb-shaped thing that you put it in. Yes, I'd like one. I'd, I think we should all get one, and I think we should brand it, maybe sell it on the website. It says, Pudding Masters Bomb Glasset, like it'll be on merch. Mm. It should be on merch. Maybe we should have merch. Perhaps we should. <laughs> And a, and a pudding, our own pudding recipe to go with it. <laughs> yes, a pudding book for the library. The library. <laughs> yes, oh, indeed. And that was the first installment of Pip's Pudding Points here on Pudding Masters. Masters. <laughs> yes, yes. What a glorious triumvirate we have here in the pudding. Realm. So, Professor, Professor uh, Maguire, as it were, you've been teaching certain things about chocolates in your classes, as it were. Yes. And, and you've seemed to. Are you at a new school now? Have you moved on from Notre Dame? We are at the uh, the university called uh, Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Very interesting place. Um, the Bombay Glacé Royale, as just described, will become part of our next class session. The syllabus will be changed. Uh-huh. We're currently covering chocolates, and it's very many manifestations over the last 400 to 500 years, incorporating history, philosophy, government, politics, and, and of course, the goodness that is chocolate. We will bring together uh, the various chocolates they will making that we are making, and we will construct the Bombay Glacis Royale in our next class. Good, bad, different, be delicious, and Pip, the inspiration and the and my note taking just tells me that 2022 will be a beautiful wonderful year and pudding can and will make the world a better place oh yes yes yeah yeah mr blancmange <laughs> may i ask you a question please of course of course in the halls of pudding how have you spent your early winter with your creations with your with your inspirations, what puddings, aside from the jam roly-poly this morning, mm, it was would, stand out, would stand out in your mind for 2022 for our listeners to, 
emulate as, as the the long win the long post festive period winter begins i sit down with a a list of my winter reading books that i want to read poems collections of poetry that i like to read in the winter fall Apologies to Robert Frost. I sit down and I contemplate as I put extra logs on the fire to keep the place warm during the winter and as I dream of spring in a brand new list of books I want to read and poems I want to read and poems I wish to write. And limericks, of course, limericks. It's funny how limericks change with the season. But yes, Professor Blancmange, I, uh, I've, been known, I've been known to make a gypsy tart every once in a while. In the, in, the, in the winter, even though it might be a spring thing in certain parts of the world. And uh, there's something else I like to go to, of course, and that's, uh, that would be a Huntington pudding, which is a very rare type of pudding. But Indeed. It's uh, something Indeed. I like to, hunting dawn, as it were, yes. So and, you, you have your um, variations by season. Of the types of puddings. No, yes. I mean, you can only find gooseberries on certain p- types, certain parts of the year. You know, I can I could go down to the supermarket and buy gooseberries in the wrong season, but uh, I mean, oh, why no. would I want to make a pudding with no. that? No. Fantastic. And those are just to name a few. How about you, Professor? I will be quick with this because it is a constant in my life, and then I will pass the same question to Pip. Mr. Blancmange, this is my want every winter. I work on the art of the souffle when I'm not making pudding. It is a family recipe, and it is, at times, a very humbling recipe, for it has fallen on more than one occasion. And yet, the perfect souffle in the cold of winter can only be matched by a jam roly-poly, mm. a figgy pudding. Mm. And it is a variation, and I find the variation very special. And uh, it is a heritage thing passed on from my grandmother, grandmother, to my grandmother, to my mother, and to Professor McGuire. Um, souffle is my go-to surprise, surprise, winter extravaganza if you would mm. and Pip what of yourself it's a oh, you know we've just eaten so much over the holidays and then you have the two weeks of I'm going to not eat sweets and then you start eating the sweets again mm. so I like to go with the chocolate cake for my pudding. Mm. Nice, just chocolate fudgy cake and then put um, some nice chocolate ganache in between the two layers. Oh, I and love then, a ganache. Uh, put, uh, put it on the outside too and just have it with tea in the afternoon. Just real Brilliant. simple, simple, just a simple thing. We don't want to do too much work because we're doing other things. May I ask a second question, Pip? Of course. With this chocolatism, this chocolatierness, yes, with this with this beautiful approach to chocolate that you have, may I invite you down to Providence, Rhode Island, 
and ask you to co-class with me on a chocolate and the variations that you just described. Of course, of course, I'll come. Yes. Uh, my spoon. Yes. Yes. My, oh. my pudding spoon is raised. Yes, it'd be a pleasure. It'd be a pleasure. As in celebration of your move to the Ivy League, so to speak, might it be we know that you're a fan of the Ivy League basketball, and we don't want to be all stuffy here all the time in Pudding Masters, but, uh, you know, perhaps a a little dip into sport wouldn't hurt. Uh, And and, uh, knowing that you are an expert as such, uh, perhaps you can give us an update on Ivy League basketball in a new segment we'd like to call Professor McGuire's on the court. (laughs) (laughs) People putting masters everywhere. Ivy League sports is the last pure place aside from some Olympic venues where the ideal and the promise of sport survives. I have class students in class from the basketball team and I was invited to take a road trip and get on the team bus and we drove to Princeton and I'm going to do that again and we were because today's only the 11th we were (laughs) even that Um, okay Mr. Blancmange as you know we have members of the Brown basketball team in our class I have spoken of them the bears the mighty bears Indeed. The running joke is, what color is your uniform this year? And I look dumbfounded, but I hear it all about Providence, Providence Town proper. And I was invited to a game a week ago, and we went down to New Haven to see, to play Yale with the basketball team. And I sat next to coach on the way down, and he said, you teach pudding? I said, indeed. Your students are in my class. And they, the coaches, what are they learning? They were learning about life and pudding and making the world a better place. And I looked at him and I said, I guarantee a win tonight because of the pudding. And he looked at me funny. He said, Professor, back of the bus. <gasps> which is fine. Which is fine. Wow. I, and we, at this game, the most exciting game of the year, a young man in my class, Mr. Lilly, put up 24 points, and the Brown Bears upset the Yale Bulldogs on this night. Oh, goody. And Take that, coach. Good job, Bears. As better. And at the end of the game, this game was a televised game nationally on, I believe they call it ESPN. You, which must be a collegiate station. And Mr. Lilly was interviewed after the game and asked, what was the difference in this this game? And this is a true story, Pip. This is a true story, Gerald Blanc-Mars. Indeed. Mr. Lilly looked right into the camera and said, good pudding, and ran mm. off the courts oh. to celebrate 
with his teammates, the big win oh. at Yale. Oh. Uh. Right, right, right. Say, better future with pudding, a better place with pudding, that makes me proud. And my early experiences at Brown University have been truly wonderful. I'm looking forward to incorporating the variations of Pip's chocolate to the season. And for the season, the Brown men are a 500 team with, with the pudding master himself, me, showing them the way. They are three and one. I predict nothing but good teams, uh, good games for the Brown team. And I look forward to a competitive athletic season. After having no fans allowed or no season allowed in the Ivy League last year, pudding and brown basketball. What better way to spend a winter? Indeed. Indeed. I yes. hope they serve pudding at the game. I hope you had pudding the whole bus ride home. The idea that, uh, that we did not was oh. a courtesy to coach because mm. they did not clear it. With mm, right. So okay. we did not. Mm. But uh, when good pudding was announced on national TV, there was a pride. All pudding masters. If you did not see the broadcast, that's understood. But know that that we are making the world a better place. Good pudding. One good day at a time. Indeed. Yes. That is my update so far early. Thank you. Carol Blanc Vange. Thank you for the Ivy League Sports update something. on the court with Professor McGuire and his new pitch there amongst the elite at Brown in the Ivy League. Ivy League basketball. I'm sure they should serve pudding at their games, as it were. Their competition. Uh, their matches. <laughs> the they are games. And I will having met more of the staff as they were of the fellow professors. I am. Um, and the coaches now. And having some influence with the young people through our pudding class. The idea that it will happen and it will happen soon is progress to me. And we will have that, Gerald Blancmange, and we will have that. I appreciate the On the Court with Professor McGuire. I look forward to our next segment. Thank you. And I look forward to the Brown University Bears improving on their 500 record, as they say in America. Yes. And let's hope that they rise above 500 and compete with those gosh darn princes at Princeton. <laughs> yes, sometime later this week, over the weekend. Yes. Yes, okay. Well, enough rigmarole, as it were. Ah. Pip the Pudding Librarian, Professor Blancmange. Mm -hmm. It's now time for the climax of another episode of Pudding Masters, and there's only one way we do it, and we do it together. And that's... Limericks, of course. Yes, everybody's yes, favorite yes, pastime. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Limericks, yeah. On Pudding Masters. 
Pudding Masters is brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, Uncle Dave's Tank Cream, Uncle Dave's Tank Cream dot com, and Uncle and Aunt Cludy's Pudding Place. Come on down, Aunt Cludy's Pudding Place, and get all the pudding you need. Pudding Masters. Masters. And now, as we sashay over into the Limerick corner here. Would once again like to ask Pip the Pudding Librarian to begin the round of limericks with a brand new original lyric for us to enjoy. Thank you, Mr. Vonkmarsh. Okay. Thank you. Okay, put the cream and fruit in a bowl. Next, a nice sponge atop, not a roll. Some jam and a shot of brandy or two. Okay, two for me and one for you. <laughs> we've got a nice, we've got a nice trifold. Ah, yes, <laughs> very good, very good indeed. Once again, for the people in the back uh, of the room, Pip, if you will. Hold on. Once more. Okay, once more. Let's do it. Okay, put the cream and fruit in a bowl. Next, a sponge, a top, not a roll. Some jam and a shot of brandy or two. Okay, two for me and one for you. Oh, we've got a nice trifle. Ah, love a trifle. Love a trifle for pudding. Yes, yes, indeed. Well done. Okay, yes. And now over across the room to Professor Maguire, if you'll delight us with your limerick. Indeed. There is a theme here where this is unplanned, and that is not my limerick. There is a theme here, Pip. There is a theme here, Gerald Blancmange, which is unplanned. We're so connected. We're so connected in putting... My limerick is entitled New Home. Mm. Winter on Federal Hill. Navigating cobble streets in the snow is quite a skill. When returning to hearth and home, it's to the kitchen where I do roam, where jam roly-polies and brandy help break the winter's chill. Yes, 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 very good, very good, very good. Once more, Professor McGuire, once more, if you will. Take a breath. New home on Federal Hill. Navigating a couple streets in the snow is quite a skill. When returning home, it's to the kitchen where I do roam, where jam roly polies and brandy help break the winter's chill. Yes, very Yay. good. <laughs> oh, yes, very good. Very good indeed. Limerick Corner Why? here. Blancmange. Between the three of us, jam roly polies or unroll is the thing with brandy. Must be winter. This was passed on to me. I'm sure it was passed on to you. Beautiful thing, Gerald Blancmange. Would you please close the segments, the Limerick Corner? Well, thank you, Professor McGuire, and thank you, Pip, the Pudding Librarian, for 
regaling us. And now my humble deposit into the pile of limerick. A king sailing about on his moat soon discovered a hole in his boat. He yelled, My queen, fill this holy with jam roly poly, <laughs> then spoon the rest down my throat. Bravo! <laughs> Indeed! <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh-oh. Once more, once more for the yeah, children please, in the back. Please, 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 please. Do regale You know, limericks do have a foot. <laughs> Maybe As such. A king sailing about on his moat soon discovered a hole in his boat. He yelled, My queen, fill this holy with some jam roly poly, then spoon the rest down my throat. Limerick of the Year nominee <laughs> on the first show of 2022, Gerald Blockmont. Brilliant. Fabulous. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Uncle Dave's Tain Cream and Aunt Cludy's Pudding Place, where we love to have pudding, and Uncle Dave for keeping our taints moist. Oh. Pip the Pudding Librarian. Yes. Professor Blancmange. Thank you very much, you. and hopefully we will see you again on the next episode of Pudding! I'm Gerald Blancmange and I bid you keep it creamy everyone (laughs) 